Hello and welcome to the Super Show podcast, a five-star podcast, if ever you've heard one, all about gaming. Who knew? Today I'm joined with good old supersized Jamie and uh, <laughs> and Jonesy in the closet. How's it going, fellas? Hello. How you doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. I'm feeling in a the bit, closet, uh, mate. I'm in a I'm in a high tech studio. What are you on. talking about? I'm supersized as well. Apparently, when did that happen? I mean, it, it was a suggestion from from one of our viewers said that that should be your Twitter name, Supersized Jamie. I quite like I'm it. Supersized Jamie. Slightly offended, but there we go. <laughs> I mean, it's not inaccurate. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, if you are joining us for the first time, welcome. Why haven't you joined us before? And if you're joining us for more than the first time. Hello, and welcome back. We are a gaming podcast. We talk shit about a lot of stuff, and uh, we try and sprinkle some other content here and there, like movies or music, whatever it may be. Uh, but we are available on YouTube and uh, podcasting platform of your choice. I'm talking Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, some of those other weird ones like Stitcher or whatever that people don't really listen to anyway. So there you go. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> Guys, we have... Uh, it. You know what? Like, getting all the info ready for today's one yesterday it was like oh man not much is going on but i think we've got a decent amount to talk about uh there's some big news with a big uh, source code leak coming out of valve and some hackers so we'll talk about that we'll be talking about some uh, special edition consoles some uh excellent doom eternal soundtrack stuff and uh, you know some video game sales as well as a few other things i think jamie's got some interesting stuff to, to uh, chat about um but before we get into that, I just want everyone to know that this podcast is only made possible thanks to the generosity of our patrons. So if you would like to support this show, head on over to patreon.com forward slash super show and uh, you know, check out some stuff. Uh, $2 gives you access to a Discord server, which we are on quite regularly. Well, Jamie and myself can't, can't speak for James <laughs> that much. Cool down. <laughs> How dare you, sir? <laughs> um, but I just got a, a shout out to some very uh, special people, if you will. I'm talking about Brett Zerbrick, Hacksaw Book Reed, Mindful Pig, Peaswad, Tristan Harris, and William Sherry helping this show move forward. But guys, we have two people that are a step above. They really have been doing excellent things for this podcast. And that is Lonnie Thompson and Skylar Music. And we owe them our lives, quite frankly. So I mean, not far off. Might have starved <laughs> to death by this point. So you might be accurate. Oh, yeah. All right, cool. Uh, and before we get into a catch-up, we do have a comment of the week. So we ask people to head on over to YouTube and comment on the podcast video. And, uh, you know, the, the best one kind of gets a, a bit of a shout-out. So we have one here from Liam Rooks. Hey, guys, love the show. Me and my partner are expecting our first child soon, and I was wondering how becoming a parent has changed gaming for you and what it's like to eventually be able to share this hobby with your child. So, Thank you so uh, Jamie, much for asking, uh, Chris. Yeah. yeah, let me sort of take the floor here. If you guys want to just mute your mics quickly, I want to talk a little bit about my experiences having ch No, forget it. No, no, okay. So Jamie does not have a child other than the uh, occasional poo baby. So, more than occasional, yeah. and you my shouldn't friend. play games with that. It's not going to end well. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. I, I, I kind of like to think that Jamie did try play games with it once and realised very quickly that it's not oh. what you what you do. I don't even no. want to picture what that looks like. Uh, yeah, don't. It's just, not good. Just shit everywhere. Anyway, no. <laughs> um, all right, Jonesy, I'll, I'll I'll step in because I think you're a little bit more advanced in this area than I am, but I'll give my two cents. Yeah, is. Go for uh, it. I don't do any gaming while uh, my son is awake. Um, 
just because I don't want him to be too kind of like uh, overloaded with stuff. I, I, to be honest, I limit his screen time anyway. Uh, but in terms of me, like So you're gaming, constantly force-feeding him sleeping pills just yeah, so that yeah. you can do some I'm just, gaming. I'm just giving him whiskey 24-7. <laughs> just like, go to sleep, damn it, go to sleep. <laughs> Put him in a chokehold, sleep. <laughs> uh, but no, my gaming all happens in the in the evenings, um, and yeah, it, it's it's I've I've perfected a technique called squirrel gaming, where it's like a squirrel. You know, you're getting ready for the winter. You're just taking a whole bunch of other squirrels' nuts and putting them in your mouth. I mean, that's how it works, <laughs> right? Uh, and eventually, you have enough nuttage for the winter, and that's what I do with my gaming. I uh, enough nuttage. I, I, I squirrel away a couple of hours here and there each night before I go to bed. Uh, and, uh, you know, you chip away at it and eventually you'll beat a game. Um, I'll tell you what, there's also a godsend for that is the Switch. Yeah, yeah yes. Gaming on, the, gaming on the toilet, gaming in the bed. <laughs> you yeah. were saying that and I was literally thinking about the Switch on the toilet. It's, yeah, it's the best, it's the best thing. thing ever. So good. Right, but yeah, that, that's, that, that's me. I, I guess uh, I don't really have anything that uh, can talk to sharing the hobby with my kid, at least not yet. Uh, but I'd like to give him a, a, a gaming education as it were, starting him from the bottom mm. and working his way up. Yeah, just a few choice games per console. Until like you want him to, to like start on stuff. some old school hits, for example. I, I, I think you kind of do. No, nothing th- nothing earlier definitely. than the NES, though, right? So it'll be like uh, Mario Brothers, maybe a Zelda, you know. So you're not going to get him like an Atari 2600 for Christmas. Like, <laughs> Dude, you're going to have to play E.T. like the rest of us. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I didn't even have to play E.T. So yeah, me either, man. Me either. Yeah, but what about you, Jonesy? Um, I, so, yeah, yeah, so I've got two kids, and one is, um, he's 18 months old, and the other one is nearly four, so I've got like, um, and my four-year-old is, well, my nearly four-year-old is definitely coming up to the age where they can play games or they can start to. Um, we, so we played, I think, the first time a couple months ago was the Google uh, little dinosaur game where the dinosaur just jumps. Oh, right, when oh, the, well, the internet's internet. broken. Yeah. So he was, sorry, dude. When well, you don't have internet. Broken. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So he was, and he was playing that, so he could like hit space bar and jump over the uh, the trees and um, fly and things, whatever. Um, we tried to play, um, oh, what was it? We tried to play Mario Odyssey um, two player, and he just he was about, I guess he was two and a half at the time, and it was just not happening. Like he could, he was too young, he couldn't quite get it. Um, so so playing with your kid, yeah, like I'm really looking forward to that. I think he's not far off. I reckon like maybe six months, and I think I'll. Yeah, to sort of introduce him to some actual games. Jones, you just wait until he starts like shafting you in online games. Like he'll be on the you'll oh, be on the opposing team on on a war zone uh, match, and you'll, give it two and years like, and he'll be smashing me. It'll be ridiculous. And um, then, you, but you won't know it's him, and you're like, oh fuck your mom. And then he'll be like, Dad, you, you have. <laughs> yeah, and then I'll just pull his plug out of the wall, cut his plug off, and be like, ah, get out. Um, as for when to game, like I'm, I think I'm kind of like you, Chris. It's really hard to try to like fit gaming in when you've got a kid. I generally wait until they're asleep. Although I think I talked about this in the podcast before. I did play Shadow of the Colossus while um, he was around. Yeah, my four-year-old, my three-year-old, nearly four-year-old. Um, but what I did was I told him that I was helping the Colossi and I was <laughs> By cutting. Them. No, I was cutting um, the badness from them with my sword, <laughs> and then they were going to sleep because they felt better. Jesus, you know what's going to happen, so, Jonesy? You, you're you're going to wake up one night, your son's going to be standing over you with a knife saying, I want to cut out the badness of you, daddy. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. It's, um, it's rough, but it is cling, rough. Just like, clinging onto Jonesy's thigh, like... What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just stabbing him repeatedly. His, his, his grip meter slowly filling up. Um, but it's hard, right? Because kids always want to get involved in whatever you're doing. and, and like, Oh, from, from three months old, 
they want to play um they literally want to be like on your lap playing games with you but they don't know how to play so all they do is like grab the controller and yeah. like wiggle the stick and mash buttons Although, hey, my my 18 month year old this is okay this is an annoying one as hell so i've got like um my power button on my PC glows green because it's a nice aesthetic thing. He turns it off every single time I want it. He walks up behind me and literally my machine goes, I'm like, what happened? I look around, he's standing there like, outrageous. That sucks. Um, All right, well, I will say, Liam Brooks, like one of my best memories of recent times in terms of gaming was uh, I was expecting my child and I was playing uh, God of War, Um, which is a great story about like, a father and his son, right? And it actually, Boy. yeah, it kind of, you know, not to get too soppy, but it did mean quite a lot to me. Uh, and even more so now that uh, Leo's, uh, my son's uh, starting to grow up a bit more. Yeah. So when are you going to take him out to slaughter a deer? That's the question. <laughs> happened already. That was his first birthday present. Nice. Yeah. You're on the right track. Do you know what, even, and he, don't, I don't want to scare Liam, Liam Rooks off. When they're young, it's hard, but when they get older, like it's, it's going to be so much easier. Like, yeah. But then you, you can give them a system, send them to their bedroom, and they'll just sit there playing. Yeah, exactly. Jesus. Yeah. I think that's uh, what my mum realised at some point, was if she lets me have a console on TV in my room, her life actually gets easier. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah. yeah. She did lose uh, me for a few years, yeah, there. But um, <laughs> it's inevitable. She forgot she had a son. It, it could have you? been drugs or, or something like that. There's a house invader. Yeah. <laughs> There's a weird, sweaty, greasy boy sitting in a bedroom upstairs. All right. Well, look, Jamie, I, I, I do feel kind of bad that we've uh, excluded you from that nah. comment of the week. So it's not going to happen often, but I've got another one that's specifically for you, all right? And Ooh. this is coming from uh, Dark Meekers on Fire. From now on, okay. I think I'll affectionately call Jamie Big Chungus the Great. Also, <laughs> don't make fun of Jessie. She's the best character in the game, presumably you're talking about Final Fantasy VII Remake. She's so goddamn thirsty and it's fantastic. She's relatable to perverts like me. So uh, take it away, Jamie. I mean, I guess, first of all, thank you. I guess that's a compliment, being called uh, Big Chungus the Great. The Big Chungus part, I'm not so keen on, but then you throw the great in there and it kind of becomes like a a cool kind of Greek sort of, like Alexander kind of thing, and I feel very regal and important, and so I appreciate that. As for the Jesse thing, you're goddamn right about her being thirsty, because, my Lord, I've played some more of that game, Chris. We could talk about it in a bit, when because uh, yeah. I want to hear how far you've got as well, but... Uh, I cannot believe that I've, I've never been one to harp on about female characters and writing and all that kind of bullshit. Like, generally speaking, I just don't care. But between Aerith, Jesse, and Tifa, like, is Cloud giving off like the most like sexy pheromones in the history of video games, or are they just the thirstiest women in the history of planet Earth? I've never seen anything like it. I think it's this a bit of both. I mean, have you have you seen the 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 pants that? Uh cloud wears they're all baggy at the bottom that's because yeah. he's got a really skinny penis but a really fucking <laughs> gigantic down. mushroom head and it's just kind of all down <laughs> oh. there <laughs> uh, honestly it, it, it's utterly Christ. bizarre seeing this dude like give everyone the cold shoulder he's not nice to anyone he never says anything remotely like optimistic or pleasant and yet all the chicks in this game are like dude i'm gonna fuck the shit out of you and i bet <laughs> gonna call it now cloud's not gonna fuck any of them I'm like eight so, hours okay. into that game and I can't see him fucking anyone. Yeah. Can on, I it, ask a question? Can I can yeah. ask a quick question? Because yeah, yeah. you guys have played it, I haven't. Are they thirstier than the women of Witcher 3 Wild Hunt? Well, you don't get a bonum, so... Yeah. Yeah, but there, but there's some thirsty women in the but, Witcher but 3 also, as well. Like, like, they're all over Geralt's it. like a stone-cold killer, right? Like, he's sexy and he's, like, kind of brooding and there's something mysterious about him. 
Cloud comes off as a petulant child most of the time. <laughs> and yet all these chicks who he's like palming off and ignoring, like he could be gay for all we know, like because he doesn't act on anything. And literally they're all like all over him. Hey, that's the sort of women you'd read about in the newspaper, like uh, worked at a school and like got with all the sick formers. Yeah. But that's, Teacher Bones, 17-year-olds, you're like, no, man, brooding teenagers is not attractive. What are you but, doing? But the whole, the whole situation with Cloud and, and the lusty woman, like, it, it all adds to the charm of that game. And I think it's, it's different, right? Like, with The Witcher, you, you're playing a mature game where, yeah, you're a Cold Stone killer and, you, you know, you, you're boning witches on a fucking unicorn and, you know, Yennefer's going down on you and, you know, fucking rimming you and shit. But you know, Final Fantasy is not that kind of game. But it 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 wants to kind of tease you. You know, it's a it's the soft core porn, where whereas Witcher yeah. is the hardcore porn. They put it like, that way. A classic Fair example enough. of that game teasing you is there's a point in time where a certain character essentially asks Cloud to come back to her place. Um, uh, and, you coffee. know, what might happen there. Come yeah, I mean, read between oh, the lines she, on that she one. Says, she says, to give you your real reward, it's like, yeah, yeah. boy. Um, and as the, as the player, you have a choice of how you want Cloud to respond. And the choices where you translate them into more binary options are essentially no or no. <laughs> <laughs> he respects women too much, uh, Jamie, so, you know. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's that. Like, maybe, You're uh, there for like five minutes going, where's the yes? Yeah. No, can't do it. Maybe yeah, I, some, I, will, like, I will echo uh, Dark Meekers on Fire sentiment that Jesse is fucking great. Best character in the game, hands down, and yes, thirsty AF. I mean, thirsty Jesse. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk about it more when we talk about Final Fantasy, but... Well, let, let's let's let's. It's a perfect time to go straight into the catch-up. Maybe so why don't it you is. Tell yeah. us about your Final Fantasy. I was just going to say, do you know who which characters I've been enjoying so far? Um, yeah. Well, how, where, where whereabouts are you? To, so I'm I'm scene? about where you were last week, which is I'm on chapter eight. So I've got to the point where I'm oh, now. Oh, wow, okay. The, you do, you caught up quite a lot. Okay. Yeah, I, I played a fair bit. I'm in the sector five slums. I am getting to the, what feels like kind of the second act or the second arc of the story of this game where. Some of the Avalanche stuff has maybe been put to the side momentarily, yeah. and Aerith as a character is being allowed to grow. I don't think it's a spoiler to to say that obviously she's involved in this story. Yeah, um, and I mean, I was gonna I was gonna say in terms of characters, you say you've been enjoying Jesse a lot. I like that crew, and I think the fact that you get the opportunity to go on a an, a mission with yeah. uh, Jesse Biggs and Wedge, which from what I can tell wasn't in the original. Correct. Yeah, um, it's new for the remake. Yeah. Like, that was a nice touch, and being able to flesh out those characters makes a bit more sense. But I guess I'm really enjoying the characters where the game embraces how anime it is, and so you're a little bit less distracted by how strange some of the characters, like, dialogue and and just general kind of motives and behavior are. And the examples of that are... fitting into the world, like you said last time. Yeah, exactly. And for me, far and away, the characters that do that, that fit into that world, are the villains or like i guess it depends on your perspective but um oh well like the turks yeah so the turks who have just been introduced to is it reno or reno yeah yeah, um, yeah, that first one um i don't think he's a turk i think he's a soldier but roche roche oh roche roche is cool he's new for the game as well he's great yeah like he's super over the top and unnecessarily dramatic but (laughs) seeing those kind of theatrics on his motorbike i was like do you know what this is anime and this game is fucking anime as shit so like (laughs) why not and um also I think Heidegger, the the head oh, of security yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. for for Shinra, like again, like good anime ass villain stuff. But generally yeah. speaking, to to loop back around to the just the game 
on the in the ho- on the whole. Yeah, it kind of it's remarkably similar to where I stood with Doom Eternal, which is that like what is it with twenty twenty and games that I really want to praise but can't help but get hung up on the things I don't like. I don't yeah. know what it is. Like, there's so much about Final Fantasy VII Remake that I should love and I should be singing its praises from the rooftops, but I'm just getting hung up on all these things. Last week, we talked about tone and writing and dialogue yeah. and how some of that didn't quite work for me. And I understand that it's charming. Um, and I, one thing I will say, having seen a few more cutscenes, is my God, if you played the original and you loved the original, like I know you did, Chris, yeah. how were, you must have. Have you. You don't cry at games, but as someone who can cry at games, I'd have probably teared up at a few points because I wow. can't imagine. I just can't imagine what it would have been like to have had those old cutscenes in my head and to see this new shit. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. So I didn't cry, but oh, fucking hell, if I, I didn't cry, if, Jamie. If I, what are you talking about? Yeah, if I, I mean, I probably had like the biggest grin on my face that I've ever had from a gaming experience ever. Yeah, um, like just knowing yeah. what that original looked like and seeing. What the new one looks like. I mean, I know I'm stating the obvious here, but that seems like it would have been pretty spectacular. If yeah, you had the- it, it, it's funny, you know, because you talk about some uh, some of the stuff that you can't help but not forgive the game, and I I feel I'm also in the same, maybe not as much, but I'm in the same ballpark as you. So huh. last week I spoke about how the dialogue didn't seem to fit in, and it, it doesn't really bother me. It's it to me, it's part of the charm. Uh, even though it is janky. But what's really starting to grate on me, two things, and and they're kind of relating to each other. The textures in the game, and I don't know if it's because I don't have a PS4 Pro, but the textures in the game are like super last gen, like not even last gen, like like they're really bad. Yeah, that's Uh, weird. The the character design, Jonesy, the character design is great, right? And and the the textures and everything on the characters and – and certain set pieces and definitely the cinematics, all fucking amazing. But you look at like the generic textures in the game, you're like, this is like, this like blurry shit. Some yeah. of them, it seems like they never load in, Chris. Like I am yeah, on a PS4 yeah. Pro and the example I always remember, I don't know why, is you know when you first get to the apartments in the Sector 7 slums? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, where Tifa shows you where you can stay. Yeah. The, the doors of those apartments never loaded in for me. Or, like or sometimes time- they pop into loading just as a like scene. Like if you go and walk into a door, just yeah. you open the door and then all of a sudden that texture pops in and then yeah. it's like... I also it's, had one part where a big ground texture in Sector 7 didn't seem to load in, so it looked like I was walking on a blur. Oh, that's weird. That's weird. But yeah, <laughs> I like, hate it, that so it, much when that happens. It, and it's weird because Final Fantasy as a series has always been about kind of pushing uh, technology and, and graphics and the fidelity of all that stuff. And to a degree, they've done it with the... With the, uh, the uh, cinematics and the character design, uh, but yeah, the tech, the world textures are just like really fucking muddy, and yeah. the, the, the world that, itself you, is not very dynamic in terms of that. Do you think the texture problem is just that they're not loading in, or do you think it is that they've used low res textures? I think I, I, you know what, like I don't know. I was kind of thinking that like when I started, or maybe playing, a bit of both, I guess. Well, maybe yeah, probably. When I started playing the game, and I thought to myself, you know what, they'll probably be like a patch in about five days' time that just fixes up all of these textures, but it hasn't come. So I, I don't know. I just don't yeah. know. I think I it just if- wasn't their, their focus, and they were just like, you know what, we've got so much to kind of do and get done that fuck te- mm. fuck textures in, in the Sector 7 slums, as an example. I don't know. <laughs> also, like, it's a game that went through a lot of inter- iterations on technically even, I believe, a lot of different consoles or sets of yeah. hardware, and I wonder if there were just weird, like, streamlining pipeline issues where they got to a point where they said, 
we've finished this game, but like maybe something elements that we were working on fucking 10 years ago or whenever it was don't play very well on modern hardware yeah. or something. I don't know. Maybe. The other yeah, thing, maybe. Chris, if I can call out one more uh, yeah. nitpick, which again, I feel bad for making it the Final Fantasy VII Remake nitpick section of the podcast, <laughs> but rest assured, there's still lots of positives to take away. But I need to call out the pacing as being utterly bizarre and just the amount of times where that yeah. sometimes in combat, sometimes in exploration, sometimes in puzzles, it feels like it takes control away from the player just far too often. And like yeah. I, I, I went through, obviously, like you said, I played about four or five hours in the last couple of days just to catch up a little bit. And the amount of sequences, I don't even know which one to use as an example because there were so many sequences where I was just like, why is this taking so long? Yeah. And I, I'd yeah. like... Yeah, like puzzle sequences where you have to like listen to a new cutscene every time you do another stage of the puzzle, and there's dialogue and it's unskippable. Like there's a sequence when you're working towards a boss fight, Chris, and yeah. the gimmick for the boss fight is it's built from lots of components, and you get to kind of remove some of the components from the boss fight. Oh Does yeah, that make sense? I-, I thought that was cool. Yeah, it's it's a nice concept, but you do that what like five or six times prior to the boss fight. Yeah, every single time you do that, it's an unskippable cutscene. Of the same animation, and it's like, uh, why? Right. Why? Yeah, yeah I, I know what you mean. Yeah, show it's, me twice, and then and then I get it for the rest of yeah, the show. But me I, again. I think that's more uh, emblematic of Japanese development. Then, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just, but yeah. The, the other thing that I'm going to nitpick on is um, the generic NPC character design. <laughs> yeah, they because look some funny. of them just look like they're wearing fake beards. <laughs> right. That's great. In game, they look like they're yeah, wearing not, fake. Yeah, no, honestly, Jonesy, I'm not even lying. It looks like they're wearing fake. Like, <laughs> and and, and it, I was playing a, I was playing the game, and I was getting really annoyed by it, and just trying to think about why it's annoying me. Besides the fact that they're so bland looking, and then it fucking struck me. How's this for a hot take? It's almost as if they've got the shittest character creator, and the <laughs> and and the presets on shit character creators. They're like, that's perfect for NPC. Ah, uh, right, yeah, yeah, because they, they don't need to spend that much time because they're no, because they're going to be on screen for like thirty seconds, uh, right? We need another dude. Stick a beard on the previous dude. Yeah, and send but him it, in. It, uh, but it's just kind of very distracting for me. But hey, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah. If J- Jamie, if you if you uh, thought it was very anime, just wait until you get to the fucking honeybee and dude. Oh, I've seen gifs of that. Oh, uh, but- it it my my fucking jaw was on the floor. I was like, what the. What's going on here? I'm just looking forward to seeing where the story goes as someone who has no idea what Final Fantasy VII is about. Like, I still don't know what the deal with Aerith is. I still don't know what the yeah. deal with Sephiroth is, and so on and so forth. And, and I'm looking I'm forward so to jealous about that, dude. It's because it's it. I think it's one of the all-time great stories in gaming. Greatest yeah. story ever told. Yeah, but anyway, that's that's just. Uh, and I will never know because I'm not going to play it. So there you, go. <laughs> you might one day. Yeah, Jones, maybe if we, if we talk day, about maybe. it enough, you know, maybe you'll be like, all right, fuck it, I'll buy it and play two hours and never play it again. I, do you know what I say that now? Like next week, you'll be like, what have you been playing? I've played some Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> but no, yeah, maybe. it's not going to happen. All right, uh, Jamie, anything, yeah. anything else that you've been playing? Mm. Or, or doing? Or uh, since the last time we had a podcast, my man? <sighs> I don't know. I would say it's been one of those weeks, but every week is one of those weeks <laughs> at the moment. I, I played far more Warzone than I ever thought I would. Um, I got back yeah, every time. So I, the reason I was so surprised that you got so far in uh, Final Fantasy is because every time I logged on to play some games, it's like, oh, Jamie's in. Let me see if he's playing Final Fantasy. No, Warzone. But basically what happened was I inadvertently, which may, makes it sound like a mistake. It wasn't a mistake. I like, I just, I guess I was taken surprised by the fact that 
I got roped back into an old group of people who I hadn't played games with yeah. in a while who, when I tell you these guys are on the Warzone grind, I mean I get a message every single day at 8 o'clock saying, <laughs> right, who's in? And every night there's a full squad. Like to the point where usually I'm playing Final Fantasy VII because I'm the fifth or sixth person and there's no room. Right, yeah. Um, and when you know there's people to play Warzone with every single night, it kind of becomes tempting to play Warzone every single night, which obviously I haven't done because um, I'm trying to play other games and do other shit with my life and I've got work to do and stuff like that. But Warzone's still, at its best, a very fun game, a very fun experience. I'm up to five wins now. and Nice. Yeah, man. I I, I didn't see that twist coming, but um, that's where we are this <laughs> week. And that's kind of left me in a position where that's all I've got to talk about. Yeah, okay. Well, what about you, Jonesy? You've been playing some Warzone. I know the other day you messaged us and asked us if you could... If, yeah, uh, ironically, you playing. caught me on my night off. Yeah, yeah I, had, I think I got the one day where no one else wanted to play Warzone. So I, <laughs> well, hey, listen, I, played, um, I, I haven't really had the itch to play since I got my big greasy win uh, the week before. Because uh, right. you can't go anywhere from, you can't go up. It, it's There's the George Costanza way of doing things, you know, like you quit while you're ahead. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I mean, I'll, yeah, go, so, I'll go back to it, but yeah. Okay, well, I messaged you guys obviously and said about that, and I think nobody apart. From, I think no, I think Chris. I think you said you might be up for it later. But, yeah, but I wasn't. Um, I didn't have long to play, so I think I spent about forty-five minutes to an hour just playing a few Warzone matches. I played some filthy solos, which was um, which is always interesting. I see. What's, wanna... what's the solo experience like? Scary. Uh, yeah, it's, it's. I suppose it's 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 more chill. I guess in some respects, it's more kind of like um, considered. Um, yeah. you know, something more like PUBG or something where you you don't necessarily see people as often um, because they're they're picking where they go and because they don't have anyone to watch their back. Yeah, yeah. But no, I had, I had a couple of all right matches. Um, I had one of the most annoying um, kit like deaths ever, which was uh, was like mid game. I didn't get particularly particularly far, but I'd killed a couple of people, got some all right loot, um, and then I went into a house in like the farm area, was hiding behind a door got the um, heartbeat scanner out that I'd got off someone else that I'd just killed. Yeah. And it said that there was someone like right in front of me. So I was just like, what the shit? <laughs> on the There's other no side there. of the door. So, well, no, because I'd just gone through a door and there was I was in an open room. And yes, yeah, so exactly, oh, right, Jamie. Yeah. I'm thinking they've got to be upstairs. So I'm like, right, so they're upstairs. Let me uh, let me get my ammo sorted, make sure I'm, I'm covered, make sure I've got everything ready to go. Um, I think I'd already got a loadout drop as well. And then I just started dying and it turned out that the, the dude was behind me but the heartbeat sensor was telling me that they were like just in front of me and he shot me through the doors. And then I watched the kill cam and he opened the door into me, but I didn't realize he saw me there like loading and, you know, get <laughs> and just went through the door. And That's I was weird. Done. If he was so close to you, he could have just done a, like a, I don't know what they call it, thing, but like a glory kill. Uh, well, he couldn't open the door. Oh, I see. Okay. So he opened the door and the door, because I literally came through the door, did the heartbeat sensor, was like, shit, someone's above me. Um, so I sort myself out and go up and get into it. And yeah, they were, they would know he was behind me and it was well annoying. Uh, but I had, yeah, a couple of um, mediocre, mediocre matches in solo, but that was it. That was it for me. A little bit of Animal Crossing, but like I said, I've, I think I'm kind of, uh, I think I'm pretty much there with Animal Crossing. Yeah. I've played enough already, man. <laughs> wow. Like, do, yeah. do, do you have like kind of a plan of action then, Jonesy? Because obviously we're dealing with a period of time where there are no new releases on the horizon and you're slowly kind of getting more and more games to the side with Animal Crossing because you're done with it or Shadow of the Colossus because you completed it. 
Do you have so in I've your head a, like I've got loads that I need to complete. I've got a whole load to finish. Do Bioshock what's next though? Next? By this time next Bio- week? Bioshock probably the next one. I don't know about this time next <laughs> week, but um, then uh, the one I really want to get back into is Death Stranding. That's the one I really want to get back into. So. Oh, your game but of the year. As we were saying earlier, it gets a little bit difficult with uh, kids and games and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I did say I was going to mention it, and you guys said I could, so that's wicked, because I did something else apart from playing games. Oh, oh yeah. pray tell, Alex Jones. I recorded the first video, which is going to be on my channel, Super Show Jonesy. Um, I will be tweeting about it when it goes live, so go to Twitter, at Super Show Jonesy, because I have come up with the most ludicrous idea for content on my channel, which is once a week I'm going to give someone something pretty cool for free. Um, it's like a little game, so you can play along. Nice. Um, It'll be going out on Saturdays. I've called it a Saturday giveaway. Um, sometimes it might be related to video games. Sometimes it might be related to like uh, other cool shit that we would in, we would enjoy. I would say. Um, Are you going to give I away see. a uh, Jonesy body pillow? Uh, if they made them, I probably <laughs> would, but um, I don't think they do. So they might make Jamie ones by now. Someone's got to have made that. But yeah. yeah anyway, so sure. anyone who's watching this, if you want to, if you want to win something, all you need to do is go to my Are channel. Me and on Chris Saturday. allowed. Sorry? Are me and Chris allowed to win? Oh, yeah, because I haven't told you what it is, have I? I haven't ah, told you what the first one no, is. No, we don't know what so it you is. Can, so you can log in. And all, so all you need I'm, to do I'm is winning that shit, man. <laughs> I'm winning that shit. Well, so the way it works is all you need to do is go to my channel. Um, on It'll be a premiered video, so it comes out as like it's live. And you have to guess what it is I'm giving away. So I give a couple of clues. I give some hints. I give a category. Um, ah, and I like okay. unbox it. So it's boxed in a box and then in a box. So and then I, what, the person that comments first saying oh it's a giraffe and it's like yeah yes that that lucky person that person who figures out my clues um Hmm. they win it what if someone comes in and copies and pastes like a 200 long list of things it could be and it's on that uh if someone at the end of the day like it's up to me right so i'll just say that person doesn't win it because that'll just do my head also i mean terms and conditions You'd have no idea, right? So it you could need, be anything. You need to have it a thing in your description, like the final winner is at the behest of me, the host and creator of the show. Uh, yeah, so because I'm trying to do it for, I'm trying to do it that so it's fun. So I'm tr- I want people to have a good time. So I don't, I'm not gonna. I don't think it'd be fun if someone just comes and spams. So okay, understood. Fair enough. Yeah, Jamie, if you if you win it. I think you should set up your own channel and do a giveaway. <laughs> J- Jamie's Jonesy giveaways. I just give yeah. away the items that I want. Oh, how about this? You call the, you call the channel uh, Jamie's Sloppy Seconds. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, I think that would draw enough people just through general intrigue, to be honest. True. Through I mean, the that's name a, alone. That's a search term if ever I've heard of one. Yeah. Is, is Jonesy just dead <laughs> I now? was going to say, um, <laughs> this might not play particularly well on the final podcast because Jonesy's going to be recording locally, but me and Chris, I think we've lost Jonesy for the first time in Super Show's online history. Oh, He's there back. he is. He's back. <laughs> yeah, what happened, dude? What happened? Oh, he's no gone lost again. Him again. See, ah. this is the thing, Chris. You set up an office in the shed, not always going to have the best internet solution. True, true. But um, I, I guess the show must go on, or do we wait? Cool. Yeah, We've never okay. had to cross show's this bridge go- before. Show's going on, uh, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. What do you think? Do we, do we just take, <laughs> do we take like, a cut here, or well, do we carry it's on? Actually, it's actually funny that, I mean, it's remarkable in many ways that this many weeks into the remote version of this podcast, we've never had to come up with like a, a fix for this kind of a situation. 
I think well, it's only it was... the second time that Jonesy's um, been in his shed, right? Right, that's true. But I mean, even working from home, you'd have thought someone's Wi-Fi would have bugged out at some point. But yeah. we've been pretty well, consistent. I, funnily enough, I think I got a little bit of an error message at the start of this podcast. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, anyway, well, I'll but, tell you what. Well, while we're waiting for Jonesy to get together, I will talk about what I've been doing in the week. And okay. then if he isn't back by then, then we'll just have a bit of a cut and uh, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll Do you know what's funny, up. though? As, yeah. again, a peek behind the curtain as to how we produce this, while we're all talking on Discord, we all record our own video and audio locally so we can get as high-quality version of it as it is. <laughs> so Jonesy's still going to have a recording of himself going like, guys, can you hear me? Yeah. Guys, you hear me? guys, Hello? are you there? Yeah. Can you hear me? Whoever's editing it should just keep it in. It's quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> all right, but anyway, be, so yeah. yeah. Uh, what have I been doing in the past week? So I haven't been playing well, a lot of games. I played some Dota, lost a few matches, won a few matches. That's about it, right? Yes. Um, I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy VII. Um, I've got to... Jonesy, are you back? We can yeah, hear you. I can hear you. Are you, you recording, though, is the question. <laughs> oh, No. What okay. happened? So then people won't hear, but Jonesy is there, but he's just not recording yet, but he will come back soon. Jonesy's going to have a great old time stitching this bad boy together <laughs> and trying to figure out a way to make it make sense. Do you get rid Excellent. of the whole thing, or is there too much gold in there, or, you know? know these are the yeah. decisions an editor has to make. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Jamie, as I was saying, Final Fantasy VII, uh, I've finished the... Uh, uh, War Market, which is quite a big thing. Do you know um, what chapter you're on? Number I think wise. I'm on chapter 12. Okay, of, of uh, 18, 16? 16, I think, I believe. Okay. Uh, it's nearing to the end. Um, definitely the, you could say like I'm, I'm getting into the third act, as it were. Uh, okay. So you have to go through this thing with a graveyard, uh, a train graveyard, uh, which is pretty cool. It's a nice nice section, nice segment. Um, and I'm getting to a really interesting part in the story as well, so I'm looking forward to that. Very um, nice. Not much more that I could say without kind of spoilers. Yeah, um, it's difficult, isn't it, when you get into that kind of territory, the late game territory. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind too much, but just the fact that you are playing it and you don't know the story, like I don't want to... I mean, I don't know anything at the moment. It occurred to me when I was playing last time, I don't even know what the deal with Sephiroth is in so much as I don't even know if he appears in person in that game. Like... I assumed when you right, grow yeah. up or like uh, like video games and you're hearing that and you hear all the time Cloud equals protagonist, Sephiroth equals antagonist, which yeah. makes you think in your head he's going to be some big bad villain that's kind of like fucking around with him from the start. But it's like, no, I'm eight hours in and yeah. I don't it's, know it, what his deal is yet. It's kind of weird. He So his, his kind of story is, or his interaction with Cloud is part of what makes it so interesting the whole story um but from what i can recall of the original game like sephiroth wasn't really in midgar like at all i guess that's why they're having to fudge it maybe a little bit in remake yeah because he because he is the big bad right he is the big bad and you can't have an entire game without at least acknowledging like yeah the big bad is there yeah i Um, wonder if that's why they're having to play up shinra and the president and the head of security kind of roles a little bit more, just so there's a, a more of an antagonistic force in the early stages while yeah, you don't know exactly. what Sephiroth's deal is. Yeah. Uh, Jones, are you back? I am back. You're recording? Welcome. I am recording. Yes. What happened? Do you know? Uh, yes, it was um, user error. 
Use it, error. What did you do? Uh, yeah. I ran out of hard drive space. Oh, <laughs> um, oh. Every everything just went. <laughs> Um, wow. So my internet connection dropped, my re- audio recording, my video recording stopped, and it all went, just collapsed in into a black hole. Um, you didn't, you didn't lose the um, first half no, of the No, 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 I've, I've, I've still got everything, so everything's, okay. so that's all fine. Um, but yeah, so you'll just have a lovely gap in the oh. podcast where I just disappear. Um, yeah, we, we made apologize. a few jokes yeah, about it. We, it's, we talked about you're it. You're doing the editing this time around, so it'll be interesting to see I'll how you solve that one. Cut myself out completely, that'll be better. Yeah. Um, so you, were you guys talking about uh, your your experience playing um, Final Fantasy VII, Chris? Is that what you were talking Yeah, about? so I was just yeah. talking about Final Fantasy VII, saying I played a little bit of Dota. But other than that, like, my gaming has been absolutely minimal. I've been uh, not, not too sugar-coated. I've been a little bit depressed lately uh, for various reasons, like nothing to get into, but also nothing to be ashamed of. Um, Man, it's, it's, and everything is exacerbated by the whole lockdown oh, thing. It's horrendous, time, right? Yeah. Big time, big time. So I'm I'm not in a like the best headspace, as it were, and uh, I'm just finding things a bit difficult, and I'm just trying to work through them. Um, but the fair one thing I have do. been doing is watching a fair amount of television, as one mm. is one to do when they're a bit depressed, I guess. Uh, been watching more of that devs, Jamie. I don't know if you started watching. So it. could I make a confession? Yeah. On my not on my desktop uh, computer, but on my laptop. I have had the BBC iPlayer tab with devs on it open <laughs> for the past week. And I watched the trailer, so I will concede I haven't watched it, but I did look into what it was, what it was about. I okay. watched that trailer and, and does it I look realized like it interests you? Uh the the trailer was interesting, but it wasn't the kind of interesting where if neither of you had said anything about it that I would have seen that trailer and gone, Well, I have to watch this. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, right. it's more just kind of knowing that it was well received. I saw like Neil Druckmann tweeted about it and said that it was like a really solid piece of science fiction. Yeah, Jonesy, you, you'd you'd really like it as well. So it's about like quantum computing and uh, cause and effect. And um, uh, so I've I've watched the first episode. I watched the yes, first episode Jonesy. yesterday. Yeah, yes. Well, so because you know I was watching Dark, right? So we finished. Yeah. Um, we finished season two of Dark. Um, okay, hold on, hold on. Before we get on to devs, then Dark. Uh, season one and season two as a as a kind of mixture how many jonesies out of jonesy i so i really enjoyed dark and i I liked um i liked the fact that they seemed to be tying up all the loose ends and there were things in the first season which uh sort of came back around it didn't feel like they were surprising themselves with anything which i kind of don't like when writing kind of like lost was a great example when they would start threads and the threads never go anywhere Yeah, Um, yeah yeah dark for me feels like they are definitely sort of joining the threads I don't want to give any spoilers, but there's something that happens at the end of season two, um, very end of season two, which oh, totally, right. okay. yeah, yeah, totally yeah. put me off watching any more of it. Oh, I'm interesting. Like, okay. I think I'm, I've had a great journey and I think I'm kind of there because it got, there's something happens. You'll know what I mean, Chris. And you're is like, it the, is like, it the girlfriend thing? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I'm yeah. just like, do you know what? I think I'm done. It's going to get silly from here on out. I think so. Or it's going to uh, go too far. I'm, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt for it, but yeah. Maybe, yeah, but like, I've, I've like they've been it. really smart about how they've been dealing with things. They they could have gotten silly with things a long time ago, but I, I think they're treading that that line well. I I, <laughs> I don't know. I kind of worry that season three would just be this mind fuck of like this is ridiculous. Maybe, um, maybe. Okay, but, then, but yeah. Okay, so then devs, devs. Yeah, like so. I watched uh, first episode yesterday. I was really um, really keen to watch it. Really liked it. I like the tone. I like the setting. I like how it kind of seems to fit um, 
the current world. It's funny because actually, so you guys will know who I'm talking about when I say the main guy, Nick Offerman's character in Dips, yes, yeah. um, reminded me of a particular um, uh, CEO, shall I say, that we used to work with. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, not in a bad way. Like in Interesting, a, in a just yeah. Kind of, it just, there was something about the guy and about the character that made me think, oh, okay. They've, they've, made, mean, they've yeah. written this quite well. Not the comparison um, I was expecting based on the trailer, but... I'm no, no, it's, 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 uh, min- minimally attached. Like okay. you don't, yeah, no, okay. minimally yeah. attached. But there was there was elements about him that I think you'll, I think you'd enjoy, Jamie. I think I think that's cool. <laughs> um, I mean, me and that guy got on all right in the end. So yeah, me, yeah, me too. Like yeah, yes, yeah. So. Um, but there was um, there was one thing that annoyed me, and I, I'll get your take on this because this is a common trope in this sort of thing. Um, yeah. And I don't want to give anything away, so I'll just I'll try and be sort of pretty general. But there's a scene where a dude is what is looking at code, right? So there's code on a screen. Yeah, yeah. It's static, so it's like one page of code, right? It's about this long on the screen. Yeah. And they're like, look at the code and you'll understand what we're doing. And he looks at the code, he's like, oh, and then after about, I guess, like an hour, a couple of hours, he realises what the code means and there's this big <laughs> realisation. And I'm like, you could, that's, in this day and age, that much code would be like nothing in a programme. It's yeah, especially, such a t- especially a program you're talking about quantum computing. Yeah. So I mean, what the fuck is he looking at that he suddenly really like it's, he probably needs to look at a billion lines of code to understand what the yeah, program's but, doing. But then again, that would make for really bad television, wouldn't it? So oh, yeah. if it's just a- episode 55, next page, you <laughs> he's know. still reading it, but yeah. no, I, yeah, it's great. It's wicked. For, well, first episode in, I like the tone. I like the setting. I like all of that sort of stuff. It's, it's quite cool. Yeah. Cool. Nice. There okay. is a freaky thing though. Yeah. In the very beginning of it. They have a giant statue of a little girl. Oh, the freakiest little girl you've ever seen, yeah. It is so freaky. And then my wife made a really good point, which was um, if you go anywhere near it to sit, like you can, what you're looking up a little girl's skirt. Yeah. It's yeah the they probably thing. don't model anything under there. No, no of don't. course not. But it's still weird because you couldn't look at it. There's like a seating area right at the base of it. So sitting there, all you could see is like up the skirt. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that's maybe like, put the seating area further back. Do you it remember kind of when at, Again, I'm, I don't. Maybe I shouldn't be uh, talking about this. But at the place <laughs> we used to work, there was a staircase that wasn't like a solid staircase. Oh, it yes, was just yeah. steps built like this. <laughs> yeah. So there was a gap between each step, and because you could stand underneath it, you could look up and see through the gaps of the steps. And they didn't want people looking up people's like skirts or dresses yeah. when they went up the stairs. So they had and to fill it in. And a very particular person wanted to put their desk underneath there. <laughs> Yeah, so they had to. They had to <laughs> who was uh, that? I actually don't know who that was. That was don't, don't you were mentioning so, earlier. Can't say. Oh, right. I see. I see. I see. Uh, well, anyway, you said yeah. No. Anyway, uh, look, mo- mo- that that little girl is freaky, but there, there's reasons for the freakiness, I guess. Uh, just keep watching. Just keep watching. No, um, yeah, would. It's, it's the a, other thing it's that wicked. I've been it's watching, uh, catching up on actually, because I used to watch the show a while back, and uh, I didn't finish the season, as it were, and I've gone back to watch it and watched the subsequent season as well um but there's a show on amazon prime video called last man on earth oh with uh will forte Forte. yeah yeah it and it's i I like it it's like really stupid humor which is like fucking right up my alley so it's Um, not based on it's not like based on why the last man or anything like that no 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 it's not it's not it's not and and that they are making a a tv show out of and that would be fucking amazing um no but this is like a similar kind of thing and and it's Really interesting drawing the parallels, watching it now, right? Uh, but there is a virus that kills pretty much everyone except for this dude. And he thinks he's the last person and he's in Tucson and he's 
writing on billboards saying "Alive in Tucson, Alive in Tucson." He's going country to country, uh, state to state in the in America, and oh, God, writing wow, "Alive okay. in Tucson," blah blah blah. And just as he's about to kill himself, I think it's the first episode, Shitting maybe. Just as he's about to kill himself, because he's like, uh, "I've survived long enough with no one around, and I just can't handle it anymore." Um, he sees a, a smoke signal. And it turns out that there's a bunch of other people that are still alive. They just didn't catch the virus or were immune or whatever it is. But every single person that he comes across are, is just as like messed up as he is in, in like a comedic way. And it's just, it's really good. So it's going from like one area to the next, you know, it's like, where do you settle? Oh, we're going to, we're going to go and live in California in this big mansion. And then they go there and then there's another person that tries to attack them and they're like, oh, we'll go live somewhere else. And then it there's sounds some- like the first few seasons of The Walking Dead, where it's just like, well, why don't we live here instead? Oh, there's some zombies there. <laughs> to what? be honest, it's kind of like here? that, but whereas The Walking Dead, that was the focus. This is not the focus. Right. The focus so is, is a, more is like- a comedy? Oh, it's a, yeah. Yeah, it's comedy. Oh, okay. Will, Will, Will Forte, so he's the dude who's like- um, MacGruber. MacGruber. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, it, it's fucking ridiculous. Uh, for- the ma- not even the majority for an entire season he has no eyebrows he shaved them off in the season before and they just never grew back so he had to put on these like patches fake like eyebrow. eyebrow fake eyebrow patches so the whole right. thing is him like with fake eyebrows it's it's bizarre but like in a good way so it, it almost especially in the first season asked the question what would you do if you were the only man alive so he found this big mansion in tucson and the plumbing doesn't work, okay, because there's no, like, you know, the water plant is blah, blah, blah. Plumbing's not working. So he goes to his neighbor's house and takes a shit in the pool. <laughs> and the pool is his toilet, basically. And he's just Oh, why would you do like, that? Oh, gross. <laughs> That's the worst idea. And, and he's got, like, the Declaration of Independence in his house. He drives, like, a DeLorean, like the DeLorean. Okay, so he's gone cool. all around the country, like, collecting the things he wants. He's got – he eats – he eats a dinner and at the dinner table is a massive, massive T-Rex skull. And it's just like, yeah, I mean, that's probably shit that I would do as well. I, although I find it interesting that he went to the museum, got the T-Rex skull, brought it back to his house. Why not just like move into the museum? Oh, yeah, okay, I mean. Or just neat dinner. None, I, I don't know, dude, man. none yeah, of that funny. series makes any fucking sense. But anyway. That's cool though. I like that. What can I, go on then. Can I ask you guys what you would do? What's the first thing you would do? I, I guess the first thing first that anyone big, would do is to try and thing. find other survivors, right? No, but the first, the first big thing you would do that you could do anything and no one's going to stop you. Like, what would you... Oh. I mean, it's kind of sad that the first things my head go to are that you could try and attain some amount of money or wealth, but it's completely meaningless, <laughs> it's right? It's irrelevant. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Food kind of becomes a really tricky thing because you can't go to, like, chefs are dead, cooks are dead. There's not, like, nice food being cooked up anywhere. It's games, cans, tins and cans for the right. rest of your life. Yeah. Games and movies and TV shows and music are going to stop being made, so you've only got stuff that already exists. Oh, you've got no so power not, either. Do you know what yeah. one thing I would I would one thing I would probably do is like try and find or get access to a very fast car and just yeah. like go joyriding. And then you but then you know that all the streets are going to be rammed with like um, abandoned vehicles. You yeah, you, you could go to well, like the, you could go to the Top though, right? Gear track or something like that. And just That's a great that. shout. Very, I like that. That's good. But not necessarily because in this show, it's like people died from from this. It's not like there's bodies strewn all over the place. It's like, oh no, everyone oh, okay, went right. to a stadium and the stadium is a massive like morgue. You know, like it's stuff like that. Right. So it's not. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I just think I'd. I'm with Jamie. I, I'd. 
so other than trying to find survivors and trying to like hoard food as best you can, I probably just, you know, whatever kind of kicks I can get, like, you know, fast cars, uh, I don't know, find a a missile launcher and just like blow shit up. Yeah, firing guns. Yeah, that's a good shout. I'd love to go to like a military base, like a secret base and go just look at what weird shit they were developing. Yeah. Or, like, find, you know, what they've been researching. Like, going to Area 51 would be wicked. But I don't know how you'd get there. You'd have to, like, learn to fly a plane. Yeah, like, I, I've, dude. I've probably, well, drive, 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 drive from here us. to America. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, like, you yeah, could, you could, do you could, I don't know what would be fun. Like, you could, assuming things like elevators were all still in working order, like, if you yeah. assume a little bit of, like, creative license, you yeah, could sure. uh, drive to France and just, like, walk around Paris. That would be fascinating. <laughs> like, just go up the Eiffel Tower completely on your own, like, that kind of yeah, shit would be kind of yeah. sort of Eiffel Tower or some shit like that. Like, see the seven, mm. well, was it eight wonders of the world? Seven wonders of the world? I can't seven remember. Wonders of the world. Do you know what I would do? I would go online and I would try and find the location of the world's biggest food freezer because all the stuff in there <laughs> would keep for ages. That's a good idea. I like that. Yeah. yeah. One of those massive walk-in freezers where you can, you know, keep all your yeah. stuff there. <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, look, let, let's let's leave what we've been doing there and just our many uh diversions and meanderings that we've been uh, going through and let's catch up with some news shall we because there is a very big big story or maybe it's not as big as people think it is but uh counter-strike global offensive and team fortress 2 the source code was leaked and uh, uploaded on various torrents and 4chan and so Mm. what people have been doing apparently is taking the source code and hacking into people's games and computers so if you were playing csgo and you logged onto one of their servers your computer would be vulnerable if your server was one that a hacker was on as well right um people have been uploading uh, screenshots of them getting hacked messages from their games and posting them online and saying oh shit i got a hack look at this blah 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 now the the issue is this so this broke yesterday and uh, at, well, at the time of recording, it broke yesterday. And people were kind of like really concerned because, hey, guess what? Everyone's at home. Everyone's playing games. And right. guess what the most played game on Steam at the moment is? Counter-Strike Global Offensive. Uh, and the advice from people at that time was saying, hey, don't even log into the game because it's a big risk. Yeah. Right? Uh, since then, Valve has uh, come into the fray and said, hey, look, yes, it is a source code leak, but it was from a couple of years back from an old leak that just seems to whatever reason has been resurfaced. And from what they could tell, it does not affect the game in any way. And what they've been saying is there's no need to panic, play the game because there is absolutely no solid evidence that any of this will cause an issue. How much do you reckon this is a, uh, this was a release from Activision to try and get people <laughs> to play modern Wolf? um, uh, Warzone, because Warzone, they're like, yeah. you can't play CSGO, you need to play something else. I, so I'd say more, like more Riot and Valorant, because that's the more... Oh, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it, it does bring up an interesting question, though, right? Like, what would we fucking do if there was no multiplayer games? Like, if you couldn't log into your favourite game during this time, what, like, Play single-player games, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't but know. that get you <laughs> so like, far, right? Like, I, I think the reason that a lot of people, at least gamers... We can we can rely on those multiplayer games to kind of help us feel like we're kept in check with the rest of society, right? 
Yeah, it, it's true to a certain extent. Like at the moment, in these weird times, multiplayer games definitely serve a purpose, especially if you have friends to play them with. But if I look at, say, my last year of gaming, you take Warzone out of it, and it is yeah. predominantly, and I guess some Apex Legends towards the start of last year, it's predominantly yeah. been single player. Like, I wonder how many of those you'd have issues with um, just not being able to log in. Um, so the always online thing. I yeah, know, um, true. That's a that's a big thing these days. And if they said, "Hey, you can't, you can play a single player, but you can't log in," and then you're going to get just loads of issues and problems and all sorts of stuff. Um, I mean, some for sure you won't have a problem, but it definitely would affect some games. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. So uh, at, at the end of the day, it just seems that like it, it could have been this massive kind of blow, not only for Valve but for a lot of people that are playing and love their games. But it, it seems to be a bit of a storm in a teacup, like no big deal. But hey. You know what? If you want to be cautious, give it a couple of more days and see what happens. Yeah, they could be behind the pace on this one for all we know. But I, I, I would be a little bit surprised if Valve came out and said everything was okay if they weren't a hundred percent sure it was okay. But like you said, Chris, yeah. some maybe you know being cautious is the best approach here. I don't know. Yeah, you know what? Like it's not going to kill you to wait two days, like you say, Jamie. Just play some single player games before you need to scratch that CS:GO itch. Yeah. You know? Uh, I'm not going to miss out on anything. <laughs> yeah, me uh, Right, then uh, Xbox and Microsoft yes. revealed da-da-da-da, the new Xbox logo. Wow, Woo. it's it, it's a logo. It's a very flat yeah. 2D logo, a, a white logo and a black background. Uh, I'll try and describe it for people if you're listening Ooh. on a podcast platform and have not seen it. Imagine the word series on its side, on the left-hand side, from the, the series starting from the bottom, going all the way up to the top, and then a big X, except the X is not... Uh, the the arms of the X are not necessarily intersecting each other. They're little cut-out gaps. Basically, if you are bored by this description of this logo, that I have done my, my job correctly because it's a fucking boring logo. What can I say? I thought, John, when I first saw it, I quite liked it. I was like, oh, this is quite nice. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's quite simple, but it's basic, but it does what it needs to do. But then when I looked at it again, I was kind of like, I think this is kind of shit. I think this is, <laughs> I think this is just a I bit. I think it's like, all right. I don't I, know. I, I just think there's nothing special about it. And I think to, look, I've never owned an Xbox, okay? Because um, I've never, I guess I've never needed to. But I, I, I think back to some of the logo treatments that they've had. So the original Xbox, like their their logo treatment was like, almost if you cut an X into a piece of paper and lifted up the flaps and there was a green light coming from underneath it, right? And I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. And you think of the Xbox 360 logo with that that orb and the X is on there and it's like, yeah, yeah. that's fucking cool as well. Uh, and then I guess um, the Xbox One was a flattened variation of that orb. But they were all cool logos, but then this logo is just like, fuck, whatever. Like, it's, it's a nothing uh. logo. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's kind of sleek, but I also just feel like, and I'm not calling you two out, and we're talking about it because it's news. Uh, but like between the PS5 and the Xbox Series X, when did people expect logos to be more than <laughs> logos? Like, why is yeah, the reaction fair. to both of them being like, oh, the, the, this logo is just a fucking logo? No, like, when was it not a logo? A, a logo is meant to be aspirational. Logos are good. I don't know. To be, I, I, to be fair, to be fair, Jamie, you're not wrong. Like when it comes, if you actually just sit down and look at some of the most famous logos in the world, and you boil them down, they are bloody simple. Yeah, They're not exactly. Um, like, hey, I, guess what? That's just <laughs> yeah. a font, right? Like, 
Right. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. I'd say one logo I've always loved because I didn't get it was uh, first was the Amazon logo where it has the arrow going from A to Z. Well, that's yeah. actually a really clever logo. Um, and a smile. Then, and so this one might have some, and a smile as well. So this one might have some hidden depth that we're not giving it. Um, <laughs> we're not giving so. it credit for. But, but look, mm, Jamie, uh, on the face you- of it. Jamie, to your retort, it's been a slow news week. Okay, so, <laughs> no, that, so that's fuck you. I, I need to talk about. I clarified. You two, I'm not targeting specifically because you're technically <laughs> speaking just doing your jobs. But um, anyone online, I guess, who is spending their free time going, what's a, what's a logo? like <laughs> probably find probably get a hobby. Wow. I don't know. Just an um, idea. There is an interesting little. Uh, addition to this news i guess where there is a rumor a speculation as it were that xbox are going to be showing off a lot more series x uh stuff and potentially a series s next month do do you want a date chris and this is uh not true this is just me guessing (laughs) yeah never may 5th may the 5th yeah may the 5th mark it in your calendars tuesday may the 5th why not may the 4th and then oh. and they can launch with uh, an, Star a Star Wars. Wars game. I would go as far as to say that companies would avoid May the 4th for that exact reason. So is, um, that what, why, is that why you're saying May the 5th? Uh, no, I, I, there was just some weird like speculation online that pointed to some people thinking something was going to happen on May the 5th. I think some people think that they're... Well, there were, so there was tweets, again, pinch of salt required here, from uh, an industry insider, quote-unquote, again... Even that term <laughs> yeah. itself requires a pinch of salt that suggested that some things that would have been scheduled for around E3 were obviously still going to happen then. Some were going to happen later, but some were going to happen much earlier. And obviously May is the month before E3. And if anyone was going to move their announcements to an earlier position, there isn't really much time other than May. I yeah. think most people are looking at Microsoft doing something in May. I don't think that's a shocking announcement to make. But uh, May 5th, I'm leaning towards, and I think we're going to see the uh, code, code name Lockhart, I believe it is. Yes, so Series S, potentially. Yeah, exactly, which is like going to be their slightly cheaper kind of, maybe, I don't know, would you call it an entry-level console for the next generation? Well, I guess entry-level because it would be the cheapest, right, of the new generation, mm. so yeah. Yeah, and also probably updates on a lot of uh, Xbox first-party stuff. Yeah, Halo Some Infinite. Gameplay, hopefully. Yeah, I think we might see Fable soon. Um, yeah. that may be just blind optimism on my part but it's possible but I mean it makes sense right like we, we, we've we scoured for some news and we struggled to come up with some interesting stuff to talk about or we've got a fair amount to do a podcast on but mm. it, it, it almost seems like hey guess what all the hype that was like lined up prior to coronavirus it's all kind of like happened now and right, now but, it's like yeah. now it's gotten to the point where everything's it's either come out or it's getting delayed. Yeah. So it's almost creating this vacuum. So what you do in that vacuum is the perfect time to release some proper info. It's it's a good opportunity to drum up that interest at a captive audience, yeah. as it were. And sure. N- yeah. Not least of all, because for marketing and PR teams and advertising and so on and so forth, E3 isn't just an opportunity to communicate with fans. It's an opportunity to announce or promote a game that's already been announced. And, you know, when marketing teams sit down and look at the timeline for unannounced games or games to be released in the next year, two years, maybe even three years, they'd have put E3 in their calendar as a key point. 
You know, when you when you tell a marketing team you can no longer announce a game at E3 or you can't do a first gameplay drop or a first trailer drop at E3, that's a significant marketing opportunity that they've lost. And so any opportunity to recoup ground on that, I think people will take, which is why through May, June, July, we're going to see a lot of digital events. We're going to see a lot of companies that would have been at E3 come out and show off what they would have shown off. Some are going to change their plans. Like I think Bethesda have already come out and said that they're probably not going to do what they might yeah. have done at E3 because they don't have to, and maybe some of their stuff is slightly further away than other companies. Well, but. Here's, here's a bold prediction for you on the Bethesda front. Yeah. Starfield to be revealed with Xbox Series X games. That could, that could happen. I think Bethesda oh. ha, uh, are in a weird spot where, like, they probably are, are glad that E3 isn't happening because I think they've got some stuff that is absolutely ready to show to people and some stuff that is absolutely not. So if they can find an opportunity like the one you're proposing, Chris, to yeah. show off Starfield, perfect. But also, they miss out on having another E3 where people go, where's Elder Scrolls? Why did you announce it so soon if you weren't yeah. ready to show it? Like, yeah, they don't exactly, have to yeah. deal with that problem, but they can yeah. pick and choose where they do announce and promote their games. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. I think um, it's interesting you're saying about the date when they talk about it, because I was just thinking if they do the 5th of the 5th, right, which would be May 5th, and they do the Series S, that lends, that I can just imagine some Ooh. PR company, like it's like a fire, yeah. an S and an S. It's like, so I'm going I'm to predict the 5th of May, you get the um, Series S announcement, and then a couple of days later, you get the Series X stuff coming out. Interesting. I, I like it, guys. I like, I like these predictions. It's good. Mm. Uh, but look, talking about Xbox, uh, they have revealed, it's, it's a little bit of old news now, but it's definitely new for this week, uh, a Cyberpunk 2077 Special Edition Xbox One X and controller. It's yeah. freaking cool, dude. I think it's really cool. I know it's very divisive because uh, it's obviously got that um, worn out kind of aesthetic to it. Yeah, but the the console itself. I mean, people forget the Xbox One X. That's a small console. It is not very big at all, um, and it's pretty sleek. And they've done some really cool things, like additional LEDs. There's uh, some glow in the dark decals on it. Uh, I just think it looks really cool. It looks like it could fit into that cyberpunk world very easily. I'm less hot on the controller, just because I don't like the kind of like split. Me too. Right. You know, like the one side of it is silver, the other side of it is black with like scratches on it. I like the scratches and stuff, but I just felt maybe like it could have been a bit more coherent and rather less bisected by the design. Um, It'd be interesting to see what it looks like because I think often when you see pictures of things, uh, similar with the PS5 controller, how they look in real life and how they look in um, uh, like pictures and stuff can be quite different. So yes, I wonder, yeah. I'd, I'd love to actually get my hands on it because you also, with the tactileness and the feel, is it matte? Is it shiny? Like, how does it, you know, like you say, is it, is it, is it look just weird in your hands because it's got some like bisecting line or does it look actually quite cool? Yeah. Then it's like a split design, one hand. Yeah. It looks could one be way, something to do with texture as well. You never know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd definitely be interested to get my hands on it. So an interesting thing. Now, I, I, I saw this um, spoken about at the start of this news dropping, but I haven't found anything about it since. So it's a very interesting kind of question. But uh, word is that this um, Cyberpunk Xbox One X Special Edition was meant to come bundled with the game, but the console itself is coming out in June. Wow. And uh, <laughs> Cyberpunk has been pushed to, when was it, September? Yeah. Mm. So I don't know how they're going to manage that. Maybe it's, I, I joked about it with you guys that they're going to have a little note in the box saying like, I owe you one <laughs> cyberpunk game. 
Uh, but I, great- I still think it's getting pushed. I still think all of it's getting pushed until next year. Like, I, I genuinely still don't think it's coming out this year. I, 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 think, I think CD Projekt Red have come out saying that the game is pretty much done. No, I know, but I, I don't know. I still think there's going to be so many issues with the um, lockdown, production, blah, 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 blah. I, don't, I think everything's getting pushed. So I, I think dates at this stage are kind of relevant. But that's just my, that's just a, a conspiracy that, that, that's theory. The, that's the Jonesy hot take. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, got you. I don't know. Like, I think a lot of that stuff is going to come down to, it's going to be in the hands of the publishers, right? And you look at what's happening with The Last of Us 2 right now, where the communication out of Naughty Dog and from Neil Druckmann is like, guys, we've finished the game and we want you to be able to play it. Yeah. Where it seems like Sony have stepped in and said, you're not releasing this game. I think, I I feel like, maybe I'm being blind optimistic, but I feel like a developer like CD Projekt Red would be in a little bit more control over saying, you know what, we're going to take the hit. Like they of all developers seem like a, let's put it in people's hands kind of team. Yeah, like, they're, also, they're also doing everything they can to kind of call their own shots. Yeah. Like they're, they're not a first party developer yeah. for the, these console companies, like, right? Make no mistake, like September's five months away. I don't think that physical sales will be anywhere near what they were, you know, prior to all this happening in five months' time. But can I see a situation where in a lot of countries physical brick and mortar stores are open again in some kind of form in five months time. Yeah. Like probably I don't think stores are going to stay closed for the next five months, but I think that things are going to, we're going to have to be fluid and reactive, but I don't know. I just feel like by September, I think they could release a game. I don't know. Oh, I I I really hope, I really hope so. Put it it this way. Like things could change. And um, I, I, wouldn't put money on it because I'm so unsure. But every time Sony are asked about the PlayStation 5 or every time an analyst or an insider talks about the PlayStation 5, they're like, yeah, there's going to be hardly fucking any of them, but we're still going to release it. <laughs> yeah. Like they yeah. were talking about having 6 million for the first year, which is nothing when you consider the PS4 sold 100, 115 million in uh, seven years. That's going to be so painful if you if you cannot get your hands on one. It's going to be the like the worst thing if it's oh, like. Oh, dude, gold it's going to be dust. like the Nintendo Wii all over again. Oh, but but then but I think you it know, could be so worse. much worse. It'll be so much worse yeah. because though, like Jamie said, like those consoles. Because what you will get is you won't just have um, people buying the consoles. You're going to have so many people buying you know multiple consoles to hike the price, put them online, and it's just going to be. It's going can to be I, 10 can times I give you guys a, a top tip? All right. The way that I got my Wii, so obviously when I got my Wii was before it was officially launched in South Africa, but I was like, it's okay, I'll get it from the UK or order it from the States and just get it like shipped in. No stock anywhere. So how did I get mine? I spoke to my aunt in Greece. I stole it. No, I stole it. No, I spoke to my aunt in Greece and I said, can you see if you got one? And she's like, yeah, I went down to the the toy store and they had fucking loads. Because guess what? In Greece, no one's really buying that that much stuff do you, do you know what i mean like yeah. if you go to if you go to a uh i mean it's it kind of all first world i guess but if you go to one of these lesser european countries guess the pi- what You'll the, probably the, the pigs the pigs yeah the pigs we had to learn about them in, in economics yeah portuguese irish greeks and spanish yeah yeah interesting I, I get uh, some yeah. that I get that to some sense because I don't live in London like you guys do. I often, if I go out to like some supermarkets, there'll be games which are uh, sold out in a lot of places, and I'll just, I'll be able to pick up a copy like yeah. on release day, which is quite. Yeah, cool. yeah. I so got I my similar thing. I got my 360 the Christmas that launched because um, 
my dad was able to find one on eBay for a person that was, it was like a bit of a markup, but like not a dramatic markup. And he went and picked it up from him in person. And he was like, how did you get it? And they were just like, we went to HMV on the deck, came out and bought three. And like, (laughs) so some, like, there might that, still that's why I don't like. I get why people do it, but I, I it does my head in, man. Like, oh, I just, yeah, te- yeah. just if you, if you are, if a game, if um, Jesus, and like who, who the friggin' else sells them in in shops like that, like toy shops, wherever you can buy playstations. For the love of God, please just only allow people to buy one. Yeah, just, limited, just say. Like, I really hope they do that this year. Like, yeah, so I, I don't see why can, they wouldn't. I mean, especially with every, you go to the supermarket, dude, and they're like, oh, you can only have four toilet rolls, like. Here's a question. Here's a question. Yeah. And maybe this is a question more for Jonesy than you, Chris, just because I, like, I know you're a little bit sort of more console agnostic and, and have been happy yeah. to wait historically. Yeah, uh, yeah. But Jonesy, if it comes to November, yeah. and let's just say like massive games are coming out, but they're only coming out for next gen, and the PlayStation 5 is sold out everywhere, and major retailers are saying, look, don't expect stock for six months, but the Xbox Series X is readily available. Nah. You wouldn't. You would just no, wait for six I'd months, wait. no next gen. As look, because I know that I'm gonna I'm probably gonna be able to play um Last of Us, I'm gonna be able to play Ghost of Tsushima, I'm gonna be able to play, you know, um Cyberpunk, hope, like if we're assuming they do come out when they're supposed to. I'm covered. I'm covered for the next few months. I can I can wait it out. I'm, wow. not, I'm not about to break a, a lifelong tradition of not buying Xbox. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Do you know what? I'll play it on my PC. I've got a PC. I've, uh, if I yeah. if I have to wait, I'll be fine. I'll I be presume, covered. Chris, you're also. I mean, assuming everything works out, you're gunning for a PC PS5 kind of situation. Or are yes, you? I mean, or are I mean, you indifferent? The, the, as, as much as I like everything that Microsoft is doing with Xbox, um, and really appreciate what they're doing. Um, there's, their strategy means that there's no reason for me to have an Xbox console because mm. I'm using the Xbox services, but on my PC. So Very what true. I would rather do is, yes, it's way more expensive, but I'd rather just upgrade my PC or, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, I, I, let, me, let me make one more point about this because so it sounds stupid. And some people will be like, why are you so anti-Xbox? I'm not anti-Xbox, but I did grow up at a time when it was – you know, Xbox and PlayStation started that whole battle and then it was, um, and it became a very big thing of who are you, Sony or Microsoft, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and then even with things like the N64, I remember people talking about, um, you know, controllers and controllers became a big thing. And so then the the war turned into the Xbox controller versus the PlayStation controller. And everyone kept telling me that, well, the the Xbox controller is objectively better than the PlayStation controller. And I was I've always been like, that's ridiculous. How can something, it's subjective. It's purely subjective. And so I got that batted into me for so many years of Xbox players going, yeah, but it's, it's the better control. Like it's objectively better. You can't argue that. I'm like, <laughs> are you talking about you on 360 and PS3? Uh, well, no, I think it was just every Xbox that seemed to come out, my mates who played Xbox would always tell me the controller's better. It's always better with Xbox. It's always a better controller. Well, like, def- you- definitely sure, uh, definitely true when it looked stacked up against the six axis. So, you know. No, but yeah. it's not. It's, it's whatever you get used to, right? And I've always been used to and I've never been that into, and I've never played Xbox, so you get hammered yeah, Xbox that, That's like meeting it, a person who's gotten preference. used to the taste of it's their preference. own shit. It's, it's completely preference. So mine is preference. Like, I'm not saying the PlayStation controllers are better or whatever, but it kind of gave me a real thing against Xbox in that people tried to tell <laughs> me my whole life. I can't believe you're one of those people. 
but not the Xbox. Sorry, the the, uh, the controller. It genuinely put my back up. That they uh, people kept telling me, "No, man, it's not preference. It's objectively." And I was like, "Just this, you're annoying me. I'm never buying an Xbox <laughs> because then I know they're going to start. My but, mates are going to start." Okay, here's say, a question then. Go on. When the between the DualShock Three uh, to the DualShock Four, with the exception, arguably, of the touchpad, a lot of the changes that Sony made to their controller represented the advancements that Microsoft had made on the Xbox 360 controller, what would be your argument to that? Like, if, 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 if there's no objectively better one, why did Sony consistently find themselves copying what Microsoft were doing through those transitionary periods? Oh, no, because I, I, th- I still think you can, you can take what other people are doing better and you can incorporate those things in your design. Like, for sure you can. But when you look at, like, for example, the layout of the, um, the Xbox controller... Um, I've I've always I've never really been a fan of the layout, but again, that's purely preference. It's because I lay, like, layout. You mean like the the uh, the, the, the way fact that the sticks that the are analog aligned. sticks, analog are, sticks yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, the analog sticks aren't, aren't in alignment. The um, there's much more symmetry in the PlayStation controller. It's it's kind of got an old school play, uh, controller feel, whereas the Xbox was like, ah, we will do something different by having them asymmetrical, um, and it's uh, so. I th- but I think PlayStation incorporated those things into their uh, DualShock 4, which was which was great. But then well, I just think it comes to what you like in your hands at the end of the day, doesn't it? Yeah, like I, a- I think that, like, the DualShock 4, like, I, I wasn't trying to pretend that like Sony outright copied Microsoft there. Like, There's a lot of unique things about the DualShock 4 in terms of its shape and its design, and obviously through the DualShock 4 and the DualSense, they've stuck to their guns on things like the alignment of the analog sticks. But like the thing that always stood out to me was remembering that all the way up until fucking the end of 2013 on the DualShock 3, the PlayStation 3 controller didn't even really have triggers. And like L1 uh, and yeah. L1 Just and buttons. R1 were the default aim and shoot buttons. Yeah, and it's like yeah. that blows my mind to think that like triggers were barely a thing. Yes, you know, and I think um that like you said that that's why I think they had to take some things from competitors. But the the controller thing was always a weird one to me because it, it all it all stemmed from me from the days of PlayStation versus Nintendo with the N64. Um, and the N64 controller, which was horrible. It was like the worst controller I've ever used in my life. And people would always tell me, because you're just supposed to like hold it in different ways for different games. And I was like, this is awful. Um, <laughs> and then it just seemed to come from there. And the controller thing always got me. And I never found Sony people, PlayStation people, saying the PlayStation controller was better. I just always found Xbox people telling you, you're a moron if you like the PlayStation controller more. And it always got my back off. And then I was like, do you know what? Yeah. I'm never buying an Xbox. And then, um, and then that was it. And then I'm stuck with it. Sorry to go on a massive aside. <laughs> no, it's okay. You're very enough. passionate about controllers. I like it. Yeah. I have a question uh, for yeah. you guys, though. At, at this stage in the game, with the new consoles coming out so relatively soon, right? If they do come out at the end of the year, the the point of this special edition, you know, it's like obviously yeah. the, it's it's. I think, Jamie, you and I were speaking about it before uh, on chat saying, look, obviously they've had this in the works for quite a while, especially if they had the console ready when the when Cyberpunk was initially meant to launch. Yeah. But so close now, it just kind of seems like a little bit of a redundant move. Like, why not say, and, and, and this is something that I've been thinking of, like, when you launch a new console, why not launch the new console with some special edition consoles as well? Yeah, it's it's something that people yeah. haven't really done, have they? Like we rarely, maybe, 
I mean, I would make an argument about not wanting to confuse people with different SKUs, but then at the same time, like, they all sell. So yeah. I don't know. I suppose I know. Switch is an example of one which, like, different color controllers and special editions and stuff seem to launch more alongside the stock. Not um, the initial one. Just the colors, yeah, not? sure. But that's colors, a very yeah, Nintendo yeah. Um, strategy. But what well, I'm, I'm kind of with like, you. Like, I don't, I don't know why they don't do them um, on yeah. release. That would make sense to I, me. I think, like, it, it would definitely make people more interested. I always found it odd um, because if you get a special edition console, um, then a couple of years down the line, what do you say when someone says, oh, what what edition console have you got? And you're like, do you remember that game from five years ago? Uh, I I got that edition and they're like, oh, gutted. Like, don't you wish you had a normal one? Well, I I kind of agree, but I also kind of disagree. Like, my brother-in-law has a... uh, uh, a, uh, Hey, you Pikachu in sixty four. Oh, okay. It was, it was fucking cool. It's really cool. Okay. It's a classic one. You know, and but it's that's like, that's kind of that's I never going to go out of. But yeah, Pikachu so I guess it depends on the game. Pokemon's like, never really going to go out of uh, popularity, right? If you had, a, yeah. if you had like a, um, I don't even know, man. I think it's some random game that come out like years ago in some special edition. I think it'd be a bit weird. I think I think a Cyberpunk special edition is a, is a decent way of doing it. You know, and and uh, yeah. if I think Unless in the Nintendo, shit. every every time they do the um, the Zelda special editions, I think they're always pretty cool. And obviously, yeah, the Pokemon ones are good. Yeah, I bought I my I... wife a special edition Animal Crossing 3DS back in the day, and she <laughs> like looked at me and went, "Why have you done this? Take it back and get me a proper one." That's <laughs> like, okay. wow. So you mean she does, she's not pretending to like Animal Crossing like fifty percent of pretending. the world's population? I even asked her the other day if she wanted to play it because I've got it on the Switch and she was like, no thanks. <laughs> so, okay, but like, um, okay, here's an example, okay? Xbox One X. What, or, or Series X rather, the new console. What if when it launches and Halo Infinite is a launch title, what if they launch with a Halo or Master Chief limited edition? Like, that's a series that has gone... That makes sense. You know, that would make sense. Multiple entries. It's not yeah. like, oh, here's the Order 1886 special edition. <laughs> You know. See, that's a great shout. Like, if there was a special edition 1886, you'd be gutted now if you bought that when you. <laughs> I'm gutted I bought the game, let alone a fucking special edition of the console. I don't know. Oh, I wonder goodness. if maybe there's a logistical issue there of like when the consoles themselves are manufactured and shipped, where like the, the, the processes things would have to go through to get limited edition consoles like confirmed and what quantity oh. do you make them and what's the ratio that people are buying of regular consoles to non-regular ones? And do you have to make more non-regular... Sorry, do you have to make fewer regular consoles to make more special edition oh, right. consoles? And are, there, are you maybe actually losing sales potential because there are people who don't want to buy special editions? I don't know. Spitballing, yeah, spitballing. Yeah, but I'm just thinking like, you know, it's the concept of a Halo product, right? Not like Halo is in the game, but like... Like you look at Aston Martin, oh, for instance, right. and they, like, they make a Valkyrie a supercar or hypercar rather. And it's like, hey, guess what? We're only building 20 of these, but it's to get people salivating. It's to get people interested in the mark. It's to get people wanting to be a part of Aston Martin. So they go out and buy a DB9. Maybe. I, I, I find it odd. When the consoles limited editions, they always kind of pass me by. Um, yeah. I always hear about them after the fact because I've always bought, I've always got one of the consoles early on and they're the normal original ones um you know in the first couple of months um I would like and i remember when we got a uh, special edition forza 
console Xbox um, for yeah. uh, well, no, Xbox One. ACG. What did we get? Yeah, it was Xbox One. And and con- and controller as well. And it was you know, and, it, and every time you started up the console, it would go rum, 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 and I was like, that's so annoying. <laughs> that was lame. But but that that Xbox controller was cool because it had a, it was a, cool. It was cool. a texture grip at the back. I know it sounds stupid, but I was no, like, you're right. I was, that like, was, that was a very nice. cool feature. Like yeah, they've yeah. paid attention to what you'd want in a racing game controller. But yeah, I mean. What I don't well, want is the console to go rum, 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 every time it turns on. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like embarrassing. Anyway. Uh, all right, moving on from, from all of that chat. Wow, that was longer than I expected. Um, Doom Eternal, all right. Uh, a darling of uh, this year's releases, as it were. The uh, original soundtrack has been released and... It seems that Mick Gordon, the composer, did, was not involved in the final mix of the soundtrack, yeah. uh, which, is, which is really odd. Like someone took the waveform from the, the tracks in the game and the waveform from the OST. And you could tell, like if you look at a waveform, usually you're meant to see like high peaks and low troughs. And, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, what we, what we refer to as dynamic range, where you've got a lot of loud and you've got soft bits and it kind of all works together to give you a kind of, really fleshed out experience. But if it's mixed badly, then what happens is those peaks and troughs all come together in this kind of like static bar, which means that your louds are no longer louder than your lowest lows. And so everything just kind of seems flat and undynamic as, you know, an undynamic range. Um, so people reached out to uh, to Mick Gordon and, and asked him like, hey, what's the deal? And he said, yeah, you know, he, he was only involved in one or two tracks on that mix uh, and he's kind of distanced himself from the whole situation. But a recent posting, uh, he did say that he was trying to sort it out and, and potentially remix the soundtrack. Mm. I just I just thought it was an interesting story, this one, because obviously the work that Mick Gordon did on Doom Eternal, original Doom 2016, uh, and the Wolfenstein games are really yeah. so... Um, what's the word? Iconic? Yeah, iconic to those games. Like, I wouldn't imagine those games being as enjoyable without his particular kind of soundtrack. I mean, that sounds kind of stupid because, no, no, hey, no, you know, you fair. call someone else in, they could do a fine job. But it just it seems, and the whole thing seems weird. Like, have you seen the screenshot that's going around of, like, someone who I guess might have DM'd him on, on some platform and asked him about his future yeah. with with it? Where I think the question was, I'm looking at it here, Yo, Mick, are you going to be working... Are you, sorry, excuse me. Yo, Mick, are you going to be there if it decides to work on another Doom game? And his response was, doubt we'll work together again. Oh. Yeah. So whatever oh, has happened. suggested there's been something gone on that means that they've... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like, I don't know what... Like, I mean, obviously, these things are complicated and there's two sides to every story. And right now we're only hearing one. But I, yeah. I that just seems like one of those relationships where I don't see why it's in either of their best interests to do anything to jeopardize it. And I know that that's the case in a lot of situations and things still go pear-shaped for a whole plethora of reasons. But it's just fascinating because like you said, like his Mick Gordon's music was so much a part of doom, especially in what that was. Yeah. I don't know why it would risk losing that over something. Yeah. That's, that's a weird one. Unless, unless, like, unless it's because he did a really shit mix for the uh, soundtrack, and now they're right. like, "We're out." No, but if you look at if you look at the tracks he did mix, apparently. No, no I'm, I'm joking. I'm saying like if he did the whole thing and he's lying, like he just I, did a really I, bad I have job. a feeling that what these things usually boil down to it, it's money, right? And it's if it's um, not Id or if it's not Mick, then it's it might be Bethesda themselves, you know. 
Maybe, maybe. Maybe saying you're asking for too much money or we don't want to pay you or whatever it may be. It always boils down to money at the end of the day. So, yeah, creative differences, or maybe as well. Yeah. Um, I heard a rumor that um, Mick Gordon wanted to use a metal cover of Britney Spears' Hit Me Baby one more time for the end credits <laughs> uh, of Doom Eternal. Yeah. And uh, Hugo that would have been having I'd love to hear that. <laughs> with, the, with his demonic choir. Yeah. Well, did either of you two finish Wolfenstein uh, 2, the the new Colossus? No. That had a metal cover of some song in the ending credits. It was I've got to look it up now because it was absolutely terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was it as bad as the level design in that game? <laughs> Worse. Shots fired. What was the song? Oh. What was it, Jamie? It's all R- riff, riff for a second. It was a cover of We're Not Gonna Take It. What's that? I don't, we're I not, not going to take it. Um, I still don't know what song that is. You do know the original song. <laughs> we're not going to take it. I don't know what. Who by? Who's the, who's the original by? Oh, everyone now, in the, everyone now, in the, now going, I'm having to Google everything because I don't know who it's by. Everyone is <laughs> going crazy now because it's so obvious and I just don't know the song. We're not going to take it. I don't think I do know that. It's like, we're not going to take it. Twisted no, sister. we're not going to take it. Twisted yeah. Sister, oh, okay. You would recognise the original Jonesy, I promise you you would recognise it. I'll have it. to have a, I'll have a listen anyone, after the Anyone who fancies a laugh, look up the cover of We're Not Gonna Take It that was used for the end credits of Wolfenstein 2, right, The New Colossus. I'm, I'm going to look it up after it's, this uh, It's podcast. honestly appalling. It is <laughs> really fucking bad. Wow, okay. Uh, all right, cool. Yes, yeah, so that's the, the Mick Gordon situation. Who knows what the fuck's going on there? But uh, another thing, another bit of a head-scratcher, and the, the last news item on our list for this week. Um, it's relating back to Animal Crossing. Okay, now, as we said before, we're not fans of Animal Crossing, but we have no reason to knock it oh, either. I don't want to... Okay, oh, I don't want to... I think that's, that's... I can see why people have been playing it. I don't want to say I'm a fan, but I've I've played, you know... I, I've played some nearly every day for the past, like, four weeks. Yeah, but I that's what I said, Jonesy. I said, I said well, you know, just because we don't like it doesn't mean we're knocking it, right? Yeah, okay. sure. Okay, but uh, so some interesting stats, because obviously we know it's been selling gangbusters, but I personally had no idea how big it actually was. And uh, uh, coming from uh, our trusted source, Nibble, <laughs> on Twitter, you can follow him. Um, but he, he's uh, given us some, some metrics here, okay? So Animal Crossing, the new one on the Switch, has surpassed any Zelda or Mario title in terms of sales in the USA, which is... In in itself, like a mental statistic, That's bonkers. It get, it gets weirder from there. Third best selling Nintendo game ever, behind Super Smash Brothers uh, Ultimate and Super Smash Brothers Brawl. What's more interesting is that Super Smash Brothers Ultimate and Super Smash Brothers Brawl are the biggest selling games on the uh, <laughs> uh, Nintendo games. Um, yeah, I, d- I don't think this is that surprising. Like, don't get me wrong, Zelda and Mario are better games. Um, they're having I've played all of these games having played those they're more f- sort of like fully fleshed out games and yeah. Animal Crossing is much more of a dip in dip out like take care of your or um, your house build up your island sort of thing but I can absolutely see why in this this vacuum as you described it Chris yeah, yeah. Um, everyone with a switch has said, do you know what? I need a game that I can just play every day and I can check in with and yeah. I can... Because t- do you know what? It tells you what day it is. Every day it tells you the date, the day, and what oh, stuff's happened in the game. saying people are just buying it before. so they've got a glorified calendar. 
I, I, you know what? It's probably part of it because you need something to be attached to. This is a very strange time. Yeah, and to be yeah. attached to something and for a little person to go, hey, I'm Doris, whatever the hell her name is. And today is the, the 10th of April um, and we built a bridge yesterday and we've welcomed five <laughs> new residents to the island. Like... You can play it for 15 minutes. You can turn it off. I can totally yeah. see why. And, and when you get onto that Nintendo store as well on the Switch, you do sometimes, I don't know if you guys do this, I cruise for games on there and I'm like, there's a lot to play, but nothing jumps out at me. Like it's yeah. the big Nintendo titles I, that jump out at me. I think um, it's the perfect storm, right? Like it's, it's like you said, there's, there's the vacuum. So it's the perfect time for people to get stuck into something like this. But I think also social media has also kind of fueled it like yeah. immensely. For sure. That, that's, it's, it's, dude, it's a mobile game as well. It's a fucking mobile game. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's made for game. an iPad. It's the social it's the social media element, though, that, that fascinates me because I just don't know. I guess I'm not surprised that Animal Crossing is working and, 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 and sort of like fitting in with people's lives at the moment and so on and so forth and all the points you just made, Jonesy. What I'm surprised about is how somehow over the last seven or eight years without an Animal Crossing game it's become what it has because you yeah. go back to New Leaf on the 3DS which I think was the last one in the main series the last like mainline one and yeah. it's like that game was very well received and it sold very well but I can tell you now it sold fewer units than Super Mario 3 la- D Land it sold fewer units than Super Mario Bros 2 it sold fewer units than three sets of Pokemon games Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire Sun and Moon X and Y Mario Kart 7 and so on and so forth and also anecdotally I don't know a soul who played and enjoyed Animal Crossing New Leaf on the 3DS what <laughs> happened not even in the last seven years what happened in the last year where everyone was like we're going to make Animal Crossing the, like one of the best selling Nintendo games of all time yeah it's mad but, see, but that's what I mean by saying it's a mobile game like I think I, I think you're wrong in that it's the last but that, year but that's not last... a reason to buy stuff no, like, no, no it, I think, because I think the, it is you no know, because as soon as you talk about the fact that it doesn't cost what mobile games cost that being a reason for purchasing decisions goes out the window but what I mean is, I think you've we've spent the last eight years priming people with this type of content, like this kind of game, which, I, I, like I said, it feels like it could be on an iPad. I, I still, like I still think it. the cost dismisses that argument. We haven't I, been priming people no, to pay fifty nine ninety nine for mobile games. The switch. Sorry that you broke up there. I'm not sure what you said. I said we haven't been priming people to pay fifty nine ninety nine for mobile games, which is what they're doing <laughs> right. in their millions. But I think what you do when you combine the people's desire for games on their Switch with the fact that people play the mobile games and have been primed for it, and you put those two things together, I can see it. I can see people doing it. Like they're going to play yeah. their mobile S game on their Switch, and it, yeah, it costs a ridiculous amount of money. Look, but like like I said, like it it's the perfect storm for this game. I think the thing that gets me is just. Okay, so it's successful because it came out at the right time and it's got a very big social media following. I was just not expecting how big of a game it is, especially like Jamie says, coming oh, from yeah, its man. previous entry. Like, okay, so uh, the best the the best selling title of this year has been Modern Warfare, and Wait. the second best selling title has been Animal Crossing. That is mad. The second best selling title of the year. Yeah. All right, and and. Uh, there's a company called Superdata that estimated that, uh, so it's an estimate, so there's no hard numbers that they've looked at, but they reckon that it sold 5 million copies in a single month. That is like an insane number for any kind of game, let alone a game that you said like, oh, but it's primed for like a mobile casual market. Like, 
I suppose the one thing where Jamie's absolutely right, and I suppose my argument doesn't really hold up, is that it's the the moment the, of decision to buy. There's a point at which you decide to spend sixty quid. And whilst I think people have been primed for the type of content and they want the content on their switches and they're sitting at home with nothing to do, there is a moment where you go, shall I spend 60 quid on this game that I've never played one of the ty- in the series before? <laughs> right. And that must be where, like you were saying, Chris, it's the social media element which pushes people over the edge and they can see so yeah. much of the content within the game here, online. Here's another another query, okay? Because I, I was thinking about it, like, okay, so what could potentially make someone want to part with their money, their $60 or $50, whatever it is, uh, for this title. And then I was thinking to myself, okay, well, if I look at my own personal situation, okay, I'm not traveling to and from work. I'm not eating out as much as I was. I'm, I'm cooking at home. So my money is going further than it would in a, any given month. Sure. Uh, take away from the fact that I'm unemployed and, you know, I shouldn't <laughs> be spending any money anyway. Um, right. But in the states, they have had the highest number of um, un- the highest unemployment number since like records began or some shit like that. Right, Jesus. Do you know what I mean? Like the 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 average thing in the states is pretty dire for a lot of people, and you're telling me that hey, it's like the fucking second best selling title of the year, third best selling Nintendo game ever, and it surpassed any Zelda or Mario title. Yeah, it, it it's just it blows my mind. Yeah. I, yeah, I wonder how. I wonder who the demographic are who are yeah. playing it. Like, are they people with disposable cash anyway? So they're not the same people who have lost their jobs. If you're not, but even like- you talk about disposable cash though, Jones, and you're talking about like a small percentage of the the main populace of the states. You are, but then we're talking about a small percentage of the populace who are playing it. Like, remember, there's nearly what three hundred, no, nearly four hundred million people in the US alone. So if they've if yes, they so. sold five million copies, like. That could be the um, middle class, upper middle class, who have got the cash, or yeah. I don't know, I, man. Just, I don't just, know. Like I said, like there's there's no rhyme or reason to it other than what we've kind of uh, theorized, but it just blows my mind. That's FOMO. all I can say about it. Like, yeah, it could be FOMO for sure. Yeah, it's, it it's, it's that social media aspect, right? It's like, hey, I'm playing, I'm catching fucking tarantulas and running a museum. What are you doing with your life? Yeah. It's like, oh. every single like. I was going to say every single person I follow on Twitter, but people I don't follow on Twitter whose tweets invariably end up on my feed because of <laughs> the way Twitter fucking works. I don't understand it. Everyone's talking about that. Everyone's talking about that game. Like, That's and uh, yeah, like FOMO is going to build up. Like there are some people like, like uh, uh, Rasheen, for example, uh, who we work with at ATG. I know she was looking forward to animal crossing for ages like there yeah. was a game she's been talking about for a while, but like there's gonna have to be a certain portion of the people who've purchased this game that make up a number of different elements that are everything we discussed so far the FOMO, the social media, and like what Jonesy was saying of like wanting something sort of like not I, I won't use the word mobile like you use Jonesy. I I, I don't know if I'm a hundred percent on board with that, but something Casual that just is probably yeah. what you're looking for. And, and it's not a huge time sink and it's not intense or stressful in any way, shape or form. And it just kind of slots in with the life everyone's living at the moment. And I, I, I understand that. I don't want it, but I understand it. The, the reason I say, let me just clarify why I say mobile, because the, the look of it, like the, the Nintendo-y look, the simplicity of it, 
and the way and the fact that you could absolutely play that whole game with a this, touchpad. I don't know. Like, you, oh, yeah, you it could, feels like one hundred percent. I think. I, I, I think. I think Jonesy and we don't need to get into the weeds of this if you don't want to follow me down there. But I think sometimes <laughs> you go too quickly to that destination with Nintendo games specifically. And the reason I'm pointing that out is because I recently re-listened to a podcast in January where you tried to say that Luigi's Mansion 3 shouldn't have been full price and could have been a mobile game. <laughs> so I just no, think, compared to, I think compared sometimes to you get Crossing. weird about Nintendo games. Compared to Animal Crossing, I absolutely would say, yeah, like Luigi's Mansion is a fully fledged, full price <laughs> console game. Um, but no, I think that the point I'm, and you're probably right in that maybe I was a bit unfair of Luigi's Mansion. The, the point I think I was trying to make with Luigi's Mansion was when you can compare a lot of Nintendo games to other games on the market, it does seem like there's a, a big divide between the level of um, what Nintendo are doing. Like it looks amazing. They, their stuff looks fantastic. But the, 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 game playability and how intricate the games are there does seem to be a divide i'm probably being unfair when i say about luigi's magic i think you're being unfair (laughs) so so odyssey like odyssey was there's no way a mobile game right mario odyssey was a fully fully yeah sure mario game in a in a gorgeous 3d world but then you come to a game like animal crossing and you're like it's very limited in scope for example like it's a very small contained repetitive kind of it feels mobile because you go on it every day you can imagine going on your commute every day for 20 minutes going chop my wood uh get my right, resources, okay, but hold on, change you could my say clothes that about a lot of paint games. my walls. like you could say that about inside or journey as an example like hey no but you, it, i don't think you, you could play those games in those sorts of snapshots that repetitively for months uh-huh. i don't know could you i really don't think you could well no not not in that way but like yeah i, I don't know I'm not going to. I think, gonna, I think, you, I think you're just very harsh on Nintendo Genesis. sometimes, Strenzi, and and not necessarily for the right reasons. They, they definitely have a place. Don't get me wrong; they absolutely have a place for children. <laughs> and that's where their place is. Oh, wow. Children, sorry, mate. Wow. Only one of us actually bought Animal Crossing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I did. I, I. That's why I feel oh, I feel God. able to talk on it. Oh, yeah, I'll, well, I'll tell you what. Talking about Nintendo games, guys. I, I was thinking, like, if I ever had a a. Uh, uh, what is it like a, Life. a threshold? I don't know what the fucking word is. An aneurysm at this point. Um, <laughs> if there was like a milestone that I had to reach on uh, on my streaming, that I'd crack out the the Wii, I connect it to my laptop, and I'd, I'd just start playing some uh, Super Mario Galaxy Two. Oh yeah, yeah. boy! You should uh, do that as a protest for when the Super Mario remasters come out, and oh. Galaxy Two is not included in it. Yeah, exactly. Can you sure, imagine? Yeah. Fuck it, hell. All right, guys. Well, I think I think that's it for this uh, this episode. You know, funnily yeah. enough, it, it turned out to be quite a quite a chungus of an episode. Yeah, weird stuff planned for if it didn't go on long enough, but it did go on long enough. Uh, we'll out. we'll keep that for next time, for next yeah. week when we when we have a, a hot panic again, where it's like, oh shit, there's nothing to talk about. What are we going to do? Come up with some ideas. <laughs> I'll make sure I don't uh, crash the whole my whole stream next time. Uh, it, it would be helpful. It would be helpful, Jensen. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm not yeah. your mother, but I think it would be a good idea. Also, I don't know, man. Have you seen Dark? You just never <laughs> say never. Yeah. Next week's episode will, of course, be the last episode before uh, mine and Jonesy's famous May 5th prediction as well. So we'll have oh, plenty yeah. to talk about in two weeks' time. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting. Right. And uh, with that, thank you very much for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash super show pod. 
or if you are listening on a podcast platform of your choice, because it's a five-star podcast. Uh, we do really appreciate all of the uh, listens and views. And hey, if you could find it in your heart and in your wallets to support this podcast, then head on over to patreon.com forward slash super show and uh, give us some uh, Robert De Niro's and we'd be very appreciative and chat with us on Discord because that's how these things go. Uh, anything else you guys want to say? Um, we need a code word. Go on, Jamie. You, need, you, have, you have to give us a code word this time. Do I? Okay, what yes. have we talked about? Doesn't matter. It doesn't even have to relate to anything we're talking about. Doom Eternal, Cyberpunk. Jonesy, Jonesy's not going to take it, brackets up the bum. <laughs> he's not. He's not taking it. Wow. Well, there we go. Uh, Jonesy's oh, not going to take thing. it up the bum. Jonesy's not going to take it. Super Show Jonesy, Saturday, giveaway. You can win stuff. Or we can win something that's really cool. You two need to be there, and so do all the people watching this. I'm there because I'm winning, brother. Yeah. You, could, you guys have probably got quite a good chance because you know me very well, so you know how my brain works. Yeah. Sure, I, I know exactly what it is now, but I don't want to say it in case it's true and then I've ruined the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, don't ruin it. <laughs> I mean, there will, there will be one week when I'm not allowed to enter because I do know what one thing will be at some point. But... Do know. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. Cheers, guys. That, we'll see you next week. Bye. See ya.